Hey, Pastor Josh here. Thanks so much for watching our videos. If you'd like more information about Legacy City Church, you can go to LegacyCityChurch.com. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the bell below. God bless you. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, so if you have your Bibles or in your apps, you can uh, start to turn to there. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, and I've entitled uh, this little exhortation, uh, The Body of Christ. The Body of Christ. Uh, 1 Corinthians is a book, many of you know, written by Paul to the church at Corinth. Uh, and Corinth was uh, an important city in, in Greece at the time when, when this letter was written. It was, a, it was seen to be a hub, like a worldwide hub of, of commerce, of culture, and even religion. It kind of reminds me of LA. You know, it's a, a hub. You know, LA is a, it's interesting. It's a city that um, many people across the globe know about. You know, the, the art and the movies and, and things that are, that come from this city, uh, they, they go across the entire globe. And in a similar way, Corinth was a, a city that, that had the opportunity to affect a lot of different areas. And, and Paul, he's writing a letter to the church in Corinth, and he tries to uh, address some of the, the issues or problems that were existing in that church. And for that matter, they, they still can be present in our church today, uh, the modern church that we, we live in. And uh, one of the issues that I, I want to look at today is um, the issue of division or, or dysfunction in, in church. And so in 1 Corinthians 12, um, Paul, he goes through uh, a lot of ideas. Uh, the first thing he, he really recognized, he talks about spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, but we're going to skip down into verse 12, uh, where he talks about unity in the body, unity in the body. So as we look at this passage today, I hope that, that we'll see the importance of the unity of the church and how we each play a part in that. Uh, so as we look at God's word, would you guys all please stand with me for the reading of God's word? You know, we stand for the reading of God's word to show honor and respect uh, to God's word. In, in life, if a, a really important person walks in the room, people, they get up. Uh, at a wedding, when a bride enters the room, uh, everyone stands up and all attention is focused on her, giving honor to the bride. Uh, well, we stand to give honor to God's word and all that, that he is and, and all that he's given us. So we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 12 and we're going to begin in verse 12. In verse 12, it says, uh, for as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and all have been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, then where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, then where would the smelling be? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he has pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor, again, can the head say to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seek to be weaker are necessary. We'll stop there. Let's pray. 
Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the time to gather and, and fellowship. And I pray, Lord, that today uh, we would be encouraged and recognize that you have called us into this group, this, this body, and that we have a responsibility, we have the opportunity to glorify you. And I pray that we would take that seriously and that we would walk away encouraged, knowing that, that you are glorified in and through your body when we function as we should. So we thank you for this time. We ask you to bless and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So I really love this passage. I love when um, the Bible gives illustrations um, because I don't have to come up with them on my own. <laughs> this, is, this is great. Uh, Paul, he, he references the, the body of Christ as the, the grouping of, of Christians, of believers. You know, as we, we look at uh, this passage, the Bible all throughout refers to the body of Christ uh, or the collection of Christians as the body of Christ. In Ephesians 5, 23, it says, Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Colossians 1, 24 says, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church. And in Romans 12, he also says, so we, though many, are one body in Christ. So we, we see in scripture that the body of Christ is the collection of, of believers. Um, but what is Paul trying to say to us here in this passage? Paul is illustrating that, that we as Christians, though we're, we're individuals, uh, we're to be one. We're to be one body. But how, do, how does this happen? Well, verse 13 points it out, says, for by one spirit, we were all baptized into the body. It, it is the spirit of God that, that unifies us. Uh, it's that, that baptism of the spirit, or, or that word baptism could be train, translated immersed. So by one spirit, we are all immersed into the body. It is the spirit of God that causes us to be unified. This, this spirit, um, I always... I love looking at, at verses that talk about the Spirit. It's, it's one of the, the members of the Trinity, I think, that are under uh, or misunderstood and, and not properly understood. And I won't go into an exhaustive study on the Spirit of God, um, but I always found that Jesus, when he was in his earthly ministry, uh, as he was getting ready to ascend into heaven, uh, he was telling his disciples, you know, it's, it's important that I go, because when I go, I'm going to send a helper. He says this in, in John 14. He says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. This is the, the promise of Jesus, that he would give us the presence of his Holy Spirit. And for Christians, this is what we, we have. We have the Spirit of God. And how do you know that you're a part of the body? Because you have the Spirit of God. Uh, 2 Corinthians 1.22, I like how it says in the NLT, it says that the Spirit, he has identified us as his own by placing, uh, God has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised us. 
Uh, the Spirit of God is, is the guarantee. Uh, you know, people ask, how do I know I'm saved? Do you, do you have the Spirit of God in you? Uh, that's, that's how you know you're saved. And, and no one can look at another person and say, oh, oh, that person's saved. Oh, he's definitely not saved. Uh, I mean, you can see evidence in people's life, but at the end of the day, only that individual knows if they have the, the Spirit of God present in them. And it is by the Spirit that we have been baptized or immersed into the body of Christ. So we, we settle that, that the body is, is many members, that we're all individual. Just as a body has multiple body parts, there's, there's a number of different body parts, yet it's one body. So is the church. It's, it's many members, many different little individual pieces, but should be one body that is unified by the Spirit of God. I, I love the next sec section in, in that verse, verse 13, where he says, there is Jews, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free. I, I love this because it highlights the fact that our, our background, our, our ethnicity, our, our social status isn't what indicates whether or not we can be a part of this body. Uh, it is not uh, specific to a specific group, but, but that if you have the spirit of God, that you are a part of the body. And the church should be a place where there's no division, but recognize that, that we're all just humans in need of a savior. We're no better than the next person sitting next to us. We are all human. We all have fallen short of God's standard, and we all need Christ to save us. When I, when I first started coming to church, this wasn't like a, a natural idea for me. I, I, my, I guess my frame of reference, I got saved when I was 20, 21. Um, so like the closest grouping, social grouping that I can remember was, was high school, where in high school, you know, everyone's all clicked up. There's like, you know, the jocks over there. There's kind of like the nerds over here. There's the, the gothic kids. And, and it's like there's these little, these little cliques or groups. And that's kind of how I, I anticipated like coming into church is going to be like uh, cliques and groups. And sometimes, you know, that, that even happens in the church. And that's not to say, you know, it's a bad thing to have similar interests and you have a, a closer new, uh, knit group of friends than, than others. Um, but that shouldn't be things that divide us and separate us. Uh, we should be celebrating those things. But when I, I came into church, I had that mindset. Um, until one night, I, I went to a, a Wednesday night study. There's a midweek study. I'm new to the church. I'm just 20 21-year-old kid just trying to figure it out. And as I entered, uh, there was a, an old man. I remember he had like a, a big white beard. Uh, he's a Hispanic guy. And he just like, he came up to me. He's like, hey, man. And he reached out his hand and, and he shook my hand. He's like, it's good to see you, brother. I have a seat for you right over here. And I just remember thinking like, this, like it's like the complete opposite. He's an older guy, doesn't look like me, but, but was welcoming. He reached out his hand and was uh, a welcoming face and, and wanted me to feel at home in God's house. And I think as, as Christians, we should be seeking to do that uh, for those around us. When we're here at church, we should be looking to, to welcome people, to love on people. Church should be different than the world. We're all here because of Jesus. You know, it's, that's, that's the reason why we're here. You may have uh, looked different. You may have a different background. You may have a different social status than, than the people around you. But at the end of the day, we're here because of Christ. You know. I, our eyes should be so fixed on Jesus that we won't have time to pay attention to what everyone else looks like. We should be so focused on Christ that those things aren't things that we should be paying attention to. 
And it's, this is it's not a natural thing. It's not a perfect thing. It's not to say that we'll never, we'll always get it right. Um, sometimes I, I don't get it right. I mean, I, I can be in church walking to just go find a seat and I, I find myself looking down the aisle like, oh man, where am I going to sit? Is there enough space for me in between those people? Or are they going to think I'm, I'm, I'm weird if I sit next to them? Am I, am I too close? Am I crowded in their space? Uh, that, those shouldn't be thoughts that enter our mind. You know, are they weird? Are they going to think I'm weird? The, the answer is yes. We, we are all alone weird okay we're, we're all a little strange in our own right um, but we're here for one purpose and that's to to learn about God learn about Christ and, and be encouraged in his word and to fellowship with one another's so it's it's something that we should should not allow to divide us is, is our, our physical attributes whether we're we're Jews or Greek or slave or free as he points out here that we should be seeking to be unified because we all have that same spirit we're gonna spend eternity together you know that's one thing to think about. we're gonna spend eternity together so you might as well get to know each other now might as well get a head start on it it's okay ask the person next to you their name reach out your hand shake their hand or welcome them pray for them love on them because we are going to be together forever but let's continue reading in verse 15 in verse 15 uh, he says if the foot should say because I am not a hand I am not of the body does it therefore mean that it's not of the body? I'm going to stop there. I like in this section, uh, Paul, he goes on, he asks a series of questions. I love seeing you know, questions in the Bible. It's like, why is he asking a question? He knows that the, the reader is not going to be able to respond to him directly. But it's, I think it's just to get us thinking, to get us pondering what, what is he trying to get across here. You know, I think at, in this first section, he's trying to highlight the fact that sometimes as a member of the body, as, as an individual in the body, we don't see ourselves correctly. After understanding that you're a part of the body, you, you have the spirit of God, uh, I think it's important that you learn that you are necessary, that you have a specific function within the body. This is something that, that each of us should be seeking to know. If you don't know what part you are in the body, Try to figure it out. Learn what you are. Are you, are you a hand? Are you a foot? How does God want to use you in the body? Did you know that, that God does want to use you? It's not just a, a, you know, a, a consumer mentality that we should approach church with, where we're just seeking to receive and receive, but, but also be a contributor to what God is doing in and through the body. It reminds me of of uh, the parable that Jesus tells in, in Matthew 25. This is uh, where, where Jesus, he's talking about a, a master who goes off into a far off country and he entrusts uh, his servants with, with talents. You know, with one he gives five, another one he gives two, and another one he gives one. Uh, and he goes off and as he goes away, uh, the, the, the servant who has the five talents, he, he gets to work. He starts doing things, starts making moves, starts making investments, investing in Bitcoin, maybe not no more, but uh, doing some, some other stuff. So he's, he, he's working, right? He's he making good on, on the talents that he's been entrusted with and he, he doubles it. And so does the second guy, he doubles it. Uh, the third guy says that he takes that, that talent that he received and he digs a hole and he, he just buries it in the ground. And then when the master returns, uh, he asks for an accounting from, from his, his servants. Uh, the one he, he shows him, Master, you gave me five, and here's 10. Here's 10 talents. I doubled up. The next one, here's, you gave me two, here's four. I, I doubled up as well. And his response to both of those servants is, well done, 
good and faithful servant. Well done. But the third, uh, he, he walks up with this, his little talent and he's, you know, well, I, I knew that you were, you know, a hard man. You're, you know, you reap where you don't sow. And uh, so, you know, what I did, I just, I just put it in the ground and here, at least I didn't lose it. Here's, here's your one talent. But the master responds to him and says, you, you misunderstand me. You don't know who I am. You think that I'm some harsh man. I've entrusted you with a talent and you did nothing with it. And he takes it away from him and he gives it to the one who already doubled up. And he says that, that he's going to be cast out because he misused. He didn't understand his master. Each one of us has been entrusted by the master with a gift, with abilities, with talents to invest, uh, to go make moves, to do things for God's kingdom. Yeah, we have to, to live practically here on this earth. We have to work a job and, and take care of our families. But we also need to be active in the body of Christ. It's important that you recognize that, that you are necessary. You know, just because you're a hand and you're not a foot doesn't mean that you're not necessary. Like Paul asked that question, if the hand should say, because I'm not a, a foot, is it not a part of the body? No. And just because you may not be uh, the preacher or, or the worship leader or, or someone else in a, a position that you see is, is higher or more authoritative, doesn't mean that you're not a part of the body. You still have a place. You still have a function. And God has given his people gifts. You know, Josh did a great message on this in the Economy of God series. If you haven't listened to that sermon, I would encourage you to do so. The Economy of God series, you can find it online. And the message is titled, uh, Economy of God, Gifts. But he talks about spiritual gifts and how God has entrusted his people with spiritual gifts. So I would encourage you, examine what are your spiritual gifts and how can you use those in the body? If you don't know what your spiritual gifts are, I would encourage you to listen to that message. It's a, a great message. But are, are you a foot? Are you a hand? Maybe, maybe you're the big toe. I don't know, maybe. I don't know. Well, there's, there's a lot of different functions, a lot of different members in the body. But one way you can learn what your gifts are is just being active. Start doing stuff. Get involved in the church. There's a lot of different ways you can get involved here at Legacy. You can, you can help stack chairs at the end of service. You can come early, set up chairs. You can help in children's ministry. You can get in part of a, a, be a part of a community group. Um, start serving in some way, shape, or form. And, and sometimes that's an easy way for you to recognize how your gifts are being used or what gifts you have. When I, I first gave my life to the Lord, I, I I basically lived at church. I wanted to be at church every single day. I, I, I knew what the world had to offer and it was empty and I just didn't want that. So I wanted to be around God and God's people. And so I began just, just serving. I remember just hanging out after church and seeing people stack chairs. So I just jumped in, started stacking chairs with them. And I learned that hey, I actually enjoy just serving. I, I enjoy just helping. And I started to realize, like, this may be one of my gifts, just the gift of helps. And someone said, hey, man, I, I have to move. Uh, I, I got a U-Haul coming. Can, can you help me move? And like, yeah, sure. I love, I love doing it. I know some people, it's like, man, I do not want to be called when, when you move. I hate moving. I, for some strange reason, I actually in, enjoy helping people. I enjoy helping people move. I help helping people stack chairs or set up tables or whatever. I just enjoy doing that. But what is it that, that you enjoy doing? I would encourage you, start, start serving. See if you can figure out and find how you can be using your gifts for God's glory. 
I also learned what gifts I don't have by serving. I learned that uh, I am definitely not a part of the music ministry. And uh, if I've ever sat behind you during worship, I apologize in advance. I, I, I am not musically inclined whatsoever. But um, there's also, you can use the people around you to, to be a sounding board. Ask them, like, what do you see in me? Like, what gifts have you observed in my life? And this is why it's important to be in community, to be in fellowship, so that you can have those relationships, so that you can have those conversations, so that you may ask, like, you know, what, what gifts do you see in my life? And how do you know if something is your gift? I have some people like, well, I, you know, I think I have the gift of hospitality, but I just, I hate having people at my house. I can't stand it. It's like, I, I don't necessarily think that's your gift then. Uh, when, when you have a gift, uh, I believe that you enjoy it, like that, that it's, it's something that you like doing. Um, for me, when, when I'm, I feel like I'm operating in my gifts, I, I feel full. I don't, I don't know how else to explain it, but I just feel like I'm at, I'm at max capacity. Like being used of God to that level and, and allowing God to work in and through me is, is it's the greatest thing that I've ever got to experience. And I would encourage you to, to allow that to happen to you. You are a part of the body, whatever member you may be. You have a function. You have gifts and talents and abilities that God has entrusted to you. I would encourage you to invest them and to use them for God's glory. And, and your gift may not just be one specific gift. Maybe it's, it's a mix of gifts. And usually, that, I feel like that's what it is. It's, it's a combination where you operate in, in certain gifts at different times. But I believe it's important for you to know your gifts. So number one, that you can be effective in the body. Number two, so that you know that you're a necessary part of the body. You, you matter. You being here and part of fellowship, being a part of the church, it's, it's important. God has made you perfectly you. Uh, there is no one else like you. You know, my wife, she's an she's a identical twin. She has a, a twin sister that looks exactly like her. And even though they look exactly alike, they're still completely different. I believe I got the better twin. Yes, I did. Uh, I don't know. I'm my sister-in-law. She's great. I love her too. But my wife, she's, you know, they... But each of us have been created uniquely by God, and, and you matter. You have a place in the body of Christ. Your gifts, your, talented, your talents, your abilities, the things that you're passionate about, the things that concern you, all of those things God has given you uh, to be effective for his glory. Um, there's things that you're passionate about that, that no one else is passionate about. I would encourage you, go attack that thing that you're passionate about. Go, go fulfill those desires to, to accomplish that thing. I, I have a mentor, um, older guy, he's, he's, he's always been passionate about um, abortion and, and just how sad those situations are. So he's, he's been arrested multiple times for being outside of abortion clinics and you know trying to discourage people from, from pursuing that. Um, but that's something that he's passionate about. He's, he's, he's invested in it. And I may not have that same level of passion as him, um, but I'm passionate about other things. And, and that's how God has placed each and every one of us in, in his body uh, with different gifts and talents, abilities, and, and passions uh, to pursue things for his glory. So I would encourage you to, to figure out what those things are and go accomplish those for God's glory. Another part to remember is that just because someone else is a, is a different part doesn't make who you are invalid. Just because you're not, again, the, the preacher or the pastor or the worship leader doesn't mean that your role is, is less significant. 
Sometimes we can see it like that, like, uh, you know, as in a company, if you're not the CEO, then you're just, you know, one of the, the lower, lower rings of the, that situation. That's not how the body of Christ works. Um, yeah, we should give honor and, and we should respect different positions of authority, um, but in God's body, you are just as important as the preacher or as the worship leader. Your gifts, your talents, your abilities are just as important. There's not like a, a, a JV team, a freshman team, and a varsity team in, in the kingdom of God. We are all put together in this body for God's glory and so that we can function effectively. None of us are expendable. We all are needed. You are needed. Sometimes you may feel like, ah, I can, I can be absent from the body. I can, I can miss out on church. I would say that's, that's, that's not true. You, you are necessary. There's things that happen when we come together as a fellowship, as a body, where you can minister and you can be ministered to, that God can use you and he can use other people uh, to minister to you. You are needed. And just because you're not in a certain position, because you're not a foot or you're not a hand or you're not this or you're not that, doesn't mean that you're not a part of the body. You are and you are needed. And I feel like this is what Paul uh, is getting to in, in verse 17. He says, uh, if the whole body were just an eye, then where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, then where would the smelling be? We have different functions. And if we were all doing the same thing, if everyone was the preacher, then there would, what else would we be able to accomplish? If everyone was just a worship leader, then, then what else would we be able to accomplish? But God has put us together perfectly to accomplish great things, that there are different parts of the body, different members of the body. And we, it's important for us to recognize that our function is important. And don't ever let the enemy lie to you and tell you that you're not. Uh, you are important in the body of Christ. And continues in, in, in verse 18, he says, but, but now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he has pleased. You are the person that you are in this body because it's pleasing to God. God has put you in the body because it's pleasing. He, he desires this. It's what's best for you and it's what's best for the whole body to play your position, to, to play your function, to do what God has called you to do is the best thing because that's what God desires. He made you who you are perfectly to be a part of the body. We continue into to verse 19. In verse 19, he says, and if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again can the head say to the feet, I have no need of you. We'll stop there. Paul says if, if we were all one member, we would not be a body. Um, if, just imagine, if, if we were all just the nose, then we would be a smelly church. Yeah, you got it. Dang it, I knew it wasn't going to be good. I should have just left it out. Sorry. Hey, I like that one. Uh, no, but, but God has a plan for, for us as the body. And, and there are many members. And he says that the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. I think in that first section, Paul is showing us that that the members of the body must view themselves properly in, in verses 15 and 16. And now he's saying here that it's important for us 
to, sh to, to look at the other members of the body properly. That, that I cannot say about the hand that oh, I, don't, I don't need the hand. Honestly, if, if it's just kind of like, this is one of like the saddest things I see in church, where, where people discount or, or dismiss other parts of the body. Just because they're, they're not a specific function or, or not doing a certain thing or not appearing to be a certain way, uh, they're, they're dismissed or almost discounted. We should not do that. Recognize that every part of the body is important. Just because they're not like you or they don't do the same exact thing you do doesn't mean that they're not as valuable. God has set us perfectly together and we need to see each person as necessary in the body of Christ. We all have a function, every member. If the eye didn't have the hand, the body could, could see everything, but it couldn't do anything. If, if, if the head didn't have the feet, we'd be able to think all these great life-giving ideas, but we'd never be able to go anywhere because we'd be lacking feet. The body needs all of its members. And this is why I think being in church is so important. It's important to be together to, so that we function. Great things happen when God's people are together. I think the importance of, of being in church was, was amplified even through this, the lockdowns and the, and the pandemic. A lot of people struggled, you know, as they were by themselves, as they were uh, uh, separated from fellowship. It, it, was, it was a very difficult time for a lot of people. I've shared this illustration before, but uh, when, you, when you go to grill, uh, you, you get the charcoal briquettes and you get them all together and you light them on fire. And when they're together, they feed off of one another. They, they, they are fueling each other. There's a lot that can be accomplished, a lot of really good food that can be accomplished with those briquettes. <laughs> a lot of good things happen, but when you take one of those briquettes, if you were to take it and, and throw it out on the grass, what happens to that briquette? It dies out a lot faster than if it was with the group. So I would encourage you, do not isolate, do not separate, be a part of the body of Christ. It's important that, that you're here, that you're in attendance, that you're together with others so that you can be, be used of God, that, that people can feed off of you and you can feed off of others. It's important that even if you, if you see someone that, or you recognize that someone's not at church, they're not in fellowship, you haven't seen them for a while, the Lord put them on your mind or, and just put them on your heart, I would encourage you, send them a text. Shoot them an email, Here's a, give them a call, you know, just, just reach out to them and see what's going on. Let, sometimes that's all a person needs, just to know that, that they're missed, that, that, they're, that they need, they're needed in the body of Christ. So I would encourage you to, to do that as the Lord puts people on your mind. Reach out to them. Let them know that we need them and they need us. It's important for the body to be together. Never see another member as insignificant or unnecessary. We're all needed. We're all supposed to be together. You know, Hebrews 10.25 in the New Living Translation says it this way, uh, let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Do not neglect our meeting together. Don't neglect it. Come to church. And I understand there's times where you, you know, may be out of town or you're on vacation. I get it. Like there's, there's things that happen. You may have a sick kid. You know, that's what the, the live stream is for. You can, you can tap into the live stream and still catch the message and be in, in fellowship in some sense that way. You know, just for, uh, I just want to give a shout out to Dave and, and the video and sound team. They always do a great job on the live stream. Yes. Yes. Thank you. 
always seeking to put, produce high quality video. We are very grateful for that. And I'm not saying it's, it's wrong to ever miss church, that, that, you know, that it's uh, an unforgivable sin or something. I'm just saying that it's important to be in church. And don't ever view being in church as unimportant. You are needed by others, and, and others need you. And I'm not just talking about being at church on Sunday, but being in fellowship, actually developing godly relationships. You know, we, we announced community groups. I've mentioned it before. Community is, is a, a great thing. It's one of the most uh, fruitful things that the Lord has used in my life, developing relationships. Some of the relationships that I developed as, as a new believer, I still have today and, and are some of my most valuable relationships. I know people for now decades uh, that don't have as close of a relationship with me than my brothers in Christ. Uh, we, we've grown together. We've experienced God's grace together. We've seen, seen miracles together. We've uh, walked through difficult situations together. We've been knit together. And I would encourage you, be a part of fellowship. That's, that's what the body of Christ is, is, is to be together in, in fellowship. So don't miss out. I know life's busy. There's a lot of things going on. You know, kids may have soccer. You may be working a job. And there's, there's a lot of reasons why you can't get connected. Uh, but a, a good friend of mine once shared, you will make time for the things that are important to you. And... You know, if fellowship is important to you, if, if being a part of the body is important to you, make time for it. And it, there's so many different ways you can do it. You can do a Skype call, you can do a Zoom meeting, you can, you can meet in so many different ways. Um, but I would just encourage you to be in connection with other believers. Uh, we have an important part to play in the body of Christ. We have an important function in the body of Christ. So I would encourage you, make time to play your part in the body of Christ. This, this passage of scripture, I feel like uh, Paul is, is painting this, this picture of a of, of physical body. Just as a physical body has a lot of different body parts, so does the body of Christ. We have a lot of different individual members, and each one of them has been gifted and, and has been uh, entrusted by God with certain treasured and talents and abilities. And I believe that God has uh, a requirement of each of us to be used for his glory. Uh, that when we stand before him on that day, that we would be able to hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. That with the talents that God has given you, with the time that he's given you, with the resources that he's given you, you are able to make an impact in the body of Christ and, and an impact in the kingdom of God, uh, being able to be used of him in great ways. I believe that, that God wants to use you, that, that you are important, that you are essential uh, to the body of Christ here. And if you are visiting for the first time, we would love for you to, to get plugged in and, and to be a part of this body at Legacy City Church. I've said it many times. I, I love this church. I think it's a very unique church. It's a very loving church, a very friendly church. And there's great things that are happening in and through this church. So allow God to use you. Know that the body is made up of many members. We don't all look alike. We don't all act alike. We're all a little bit weird. I know I am. Um, but we are unified by the Spirit of God, the Spirit that, that Jesus promised that he would give to his people uh, that would convict us of, of sin and, and, and fill us with his gifts to accomplish great purposes for his glory. We have been gifted and placed in the body just where God desires. And that you are needed and so is the person next to you. Every member is needed for God's glory. This is for our good and for his glory. Amen.
Amen. Uh, I know it was a, a little bit more of a, a shorter sermon today, but I just wanted to encourage you guys in that, that, that you're essential. You're a, a vital part of, of God's body. You have gifts. You have abilities. Don't ever think that, you know, because you're not something else, you're not a part of the body. Or, or because someone else isn't you, they're not a part of the body. We're all essential. We're all needed. And we all need to be functioning together in order for the body to work. So be in fellowship and be blessed because of it. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to gather together, to be in fellowship. I thank you for this body that you've assembled here at Legacy City Church. Uh, many members with different gifts, different talents. I pray, Lord, that if you've brought things to our mind that we should be working to accomplish or working to, to solve and, and to fix or to to be used by you in certain situations, that we would be diligent to do that. And I pray, Lord, that you would fill each person with your joy, with your peace, as they seek to accomplish great things for your kingdom. That you would teach them more about you and, and what you have in store for them. That you remind them that, that they've been entrusted, that they've been challenged to, to make good investments with their abilities, that they would hear on, on that day, well done, good and faithful servant. I thank you for each person, even watching online, um, every person that's in this building, even those who weren't able to be with us today, that they would recognize that they are essential, that they're needed, and that they're valued in this church. So I thank you for this, this time. We ask you to bless it, the rest of our service, in Jesus' name, amen.